This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've I spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle please get in touch with us on our facebook page follow us like us whatever it takes we would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as i know this industry is capable of morning doc welcome uh, this morning uh can see the topic uh, has inflamed you with the <laughs> academic zeal this morning because we've got to have uh, one of my colleagues in here from Amasa who, uh, amongst other things, we'll talk about is his master's thesis. Doug, you're, you're, the, you're the academic on this She's, show. Uh, Gordon, uh, how's it going? Oh, it's going well. I yeah. mean, uh, I'm a bit worried about it. I read Pat's, uh, and I'm talking about Pat Mflangu, who we'll introduce in a moment, I guess. I read his... Uh, his thesis, and when I got to things like key definitions of terms, my mind began to drift to double maths on a Friday afternoon, which was my worst nightmare. <laughs> well, that's the thing with academic papers, uh, you know, Gordon, you set me up uh, that people think I, I am an expert, but I um, you know, yeah, I've done a little bit of studying, but uh, yeah, so uh, it is nice to welcome Pat. Pat, thanks very much for your time, and, uh, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of the show. I listen to the podcast religiously. You know, uh, I saw you even change the days. It was, it used to be every Wednesday, you put out a, an episode. Now it's on Thursday. Okay. <laughs> much, yeah. yeah. So well, that's great. Uh, well, I'm glad. I learned so much uh, through yeah. the pod, uh, podcast. Just let me, let me correct you, uh, Pat. You're our only fan uh, <laughs> and our number one fan. But uh, let me just quickly loop back a little bit. Um, because, Doc, one of the focal points we have on the show is to try and showcase up and coming homegrown talent where we can and find it. And I'm really excited to have Togazani Patmashlangu here, but he is the founder of Lerato Agency and drives his own social uh, influencer platform, Pat on Brands. We've already thrown uh, the master's thesis in. That's going to be part of the discussion. But yeah, Pat, that, it's, it's really great uh, to have you here. So let just, let's just let take a step back. I mean, yeah. you, you've been in the industry, I think, you know, seven or eight years now. Yeah, seven or eight years. Yeah. Um, it all started 10 years ago, you know, as a first year student at the University of Johannesburg. 
and um yeah it, it, it's a typical story of jimmy comes to josie you know type of thing coming back from uh, the village in in, in Limpopo, um coming to Joburg to further my studies you know but also at the same time i wasn't from i'm not from a, a, a sort of a, a privileged background or family so i had to work do some work to fend for myself and i stumbled upon promotions I remember my first, first ever uh, promotions was at um, Activations, right? I was at uh, Eastgate. And there I was, you know, engaging with people. And I just loved um, that experience. And also, to top it all off, the, the brand manager for, for LG came to do, like, a side visit. And I was just fascinated by the energy and the personality. Then I was like, from there onwards, I decided that I want to do marketing. Because at that time, I was still registered for IT management at, at, at UJ. So I quickly sort of um, pivoted yeah. as the way, <laughs> you know, to say, okay, cool. How do I now become a marketer? Because um, IT, the training that I'm getting, it's all about coding and, you know, all the IT yeah. stuff. Then I decided to do information management, which was going to be a sort of a smooth transition from IT to sort of marketing. And it allowed me to measure with, uh, in marketing. Then I then did my honors in marketing. So yeah. that's how I ended up in, yeah. in marketing that day at uh, Escape to activation. It's, it's great though, Pat. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. it's also, you know, it's quite nice to hear that guys are, are working hard to get themselves through school and university. You know what I mean? In other words, doing yeah. activations in the field, because you're getting that practical stuff. And, uh, Absolutely. And, 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 you know, and you're living it. And, and obviously today, you know, you love brands and, and you talk passionately, and, and we'll get into that. Yeah. But it is nice. And, it's, and, and I think one of the, I was actually asked last week by somebody um, to give. She just turned 27 and she said to me, please, you know, as, as somebody a little bit more experienced and older and all the rest of it, I think she's quite polite there, um, <laughs> give me some advice. And, and I gave her a few pointers and one of the pointers is do the hard yards, you know, do the graft, do the work, yeah. you know, and, and I think, and I'm not saying everyone, but, but sometimes, you know, in today's fast food Insta world we live in, you know, you just want to click your fingers and, and you think everything is in 30 minutes on a, on a TV show, is yeah. to do the graft and earn your stripes. And so it's great that a young guy like yourself did, yeah. the, did that foundational work? Yeah, yeah I think uh, you just to digress for a moment, uh, folks. If you're listening in, um, we've got Pat Nflanga here. As you heard, he's from Limpopo for a very, very special price. We prepared to share the new Miss South Africa's uh, telephone number, which Pat <laughs> has uh, very generously written down in my book over here. Um, so there are all sorts of good things that are coming out of Limpopo right now. And congratulations. Yeah. But you know what's interesting um, is that uh, when I was doing my matric here, it was uh, it was in Bumalanga, so it was during those demarcation times. Actually, when we wrote Matrix, there were strikes in the area. People did not want to fall under Limpopo yeah. because of those demarcations. Similar to what was happening, I think in Matatia, the Eastern Cape, KZN yeah. type of thing. So now I think I can proudly say I'm from Limpopo. <laughs> you can certainly say it. And, uh, but Pat, just let's take a step back as well. Um, you, you've started the agency, Lorata. I love yeah. the, the the logo. And if anybody wants to uh, get hold of Pat, Pat, what's the easiest place to get hold of you? On the website? For yes, Lerata.agency. Uh, Lerata uh, my contact details are on there. And also on LinkedIn, Pat Matlang. So it's a homegrown agency. You, you've got a, a, a love triangle going on on your agency if I, <laughs> I, um, on the website. Doug, you saw the love triangle? Yes. But then, yeah. Just one other thing. Uh, Gordon, do you know why it's called Lerata? 
I do actually, yes. Yeah, I do. I've got a couple of friends. And so that is one name I do I do understand. Yeah. Um, love. And uh, you'll see if you go to the website, you'll see it. But also named after his sister. After oh, no, that sister. I didn't know. Is yeah. that so? Yes. She's all right. Okay, um, so I'm not for two <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the gender sensitivity today. That's uh, okay, I'm going to be in big trouble with my daughter. <laughs> But Pat, I mean, let's talk about this philosophy, creating yeah. brands that people love. Yes. Um, so, you know, you love your clients, you create brands that people love, yeah. and those people love your clients. I mean, maybe I had the cynicism of 40-something years in advertising, which yeah. destroyed my sense of, of love. Um. <laughs> Is that working for you? And who are some of the clients you're working with now that, that have bought into this kind of tri uh, triad? Um, so, actually, <laughs> the agency was only launched in July. Uh, July this year, yeah. right in the thick of uh, COVID-19 yeah. and the lockdown. I think we just entered level four, level three. And and um, I've been sort of overwhelmed by the response, you know, because I didn't anticipate it to take off um, this fast. I mean, we have now signed up uh, Samro as, as their digital agency, the South African musical organizations, mm -hmm. to do their digital. Um, we're working with a couple of uh government departments in terms of helping them with uh, their digital um, um, strategy. And here, every now and then, we get small guys who also want to build their brands, and that's how we, we're growing. And, um, yeah, it's it's really about growing organically, you know. Um, that's, that's, where, that's, what, uh, that's, what our, that's what our key priorities are. But also, again, giving young uh, people also an opportunity, you know. As you might know that with COVID-19, a lot of people lost out on their jobs. Mm -hmm. And they've just been calling me, say, Pat, man, if you have anything, we don't mind, you know, coming and just, you know, rendering our services to you. And I'm also, I mean, now from a one-man show, now we're like five, you know, and it's it's all young people yeah. who are trying to, you know, create a career in marketing. Mm -hmm. It's all young people that want to grow and learn, you know, so, yeah. That's, that's great, yeah. Gordon. We've had a, we've had a few guests talking about the same theme about young South Africans crafting a career in media and marketing. And again, you know, if you're out there, not necessarily just young, but but South Africans, get hold of Pat. You know, as we've always said, now be part of the mainstream, be part of the dialogue yeah. and the discussion. And sometimes you got to do, as I mentioned earlier, you got to do the hard yards. You know, yeah. get get there and learn hone your craft and just be better and then you know make that contribution because one of the other big things is is not just doing the work it's it's making a meaningful contribution and uh, and i can see you know talking with you uh the passion you have for yeah. brands and, and and certainly i wish you only the best for for the agency going forward thank you and i mean i must say that even with the the people that work in the team like someone uh was retrenched at the beginning of the lockdown and now they've joined in as a co uh, as our copywriter mm. you know and if you see how now the energy is now sort of yeah. bouncing back the confidence is also uh, coming of, back you know so positive but, energy you know absolutely. I'm, a, I'm a huge believer of the more you it's, it's it's like sport you know the more you train the more you can do the more you in the zone the better you are I firmly believe that, that that there's a positive cycle, and the opposite. The opposite, of course, is something you've got to avoid, and and they try to you know, get out of that vortex of negativity. And I think certainly for me, I've I haven't enjoyed this year. I yeah. think it's been for me a particularly bad negative year. Uh, yeah. And people, and that's why I'm glad that you're finding people that are finding that spark again, finding that yeah. energy and that synergy of getting of getting going and getting you know to use a cricket analogy, get just get the runs on the board and take the ones, the ones become twos, and you go. And so for people out there, be part of it, you know, get uh, get into the mainstream. 
Yeah, I, I like that analogy of taking the runs. I mean, I think that is the problem. We've we've looked at big successful companies with big boardrooms, and and we kind of think that's where they start. And people forget that even you know, hundred year old ad agency started off with one or two people somewhere along the line. So that that works for me. But yeah. let's take a step back and talk about Pat on Brands. It's a what, yeah. a social. Uh, what's a what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, you, you endorsement is the word we used to call it, but yeah. what's the difference between me endorsing a product 20 years ago and pat on brands now where you are patting a product and giving it up and effectively a thumbs up? Yeah. So pat on brands, let's do also I take a few steps back. Started off as a passion project, you know, when I was still finishing off my master's. I think at that time I was, I, I was watching a lot of magazine media, <laughs> you know, just to sort of keep abreast sure. and learn about what's happening in the industry. And I figured, I um, mean, if there's a Max on media, there could be a pat on brand. Sure. And how we go about it is that you're going to give pats and slaps on brands. So if a brand does well, we give it a pat. And if it does the opposite, it gets a slap. And um, now that, uh, I mean, at the time, like I said, it was just a passion project starting out. And now I saw potential in terms of now it being a sort of a prominent media, online media platform. You know, I, I now have, um, uh, actually last week I appointed a, a an editor in chief, you know, someone's just going to make sure that, because also I'm so busy caught up between the agency and pattern brands. Yeah. So now I've, I think I've stretched myself too thin, but I got someone who's going to be sort of, who's passionate also about brands and marketing and writing. Mm -hmm. Who's going to sort of make sure that every day um, there's content that's coming out and also just to ease that burden on me. Cause I mean, writing can take a bit of time because yeah. you have to research uh, sure. the stuff, yeah. you know? So, that's where we are right now, and um, we we are evolving. I mean, we're getting a team in place, and that's where we're going. And um, I, I'm hoping, or actually working hard at sort of getting it to a level where the likes of Beers Community, mm -hmm. um, uh, Media Update, and uh, Mark Lives, you know, yeah. those are those are platforms that I that I have so much respect for. That I I think Patent Brands has a place sort of to be on the same. Uh, if not a higher level yeah and it's great yeah. i mean you know uh, just if you haven't been on the on the web you know i urge you as a listener to get on the web there's a lot of good content pattern i mean i was thank you you know in preparing for the podcast going through your work yeah. and you know i looked at at the research and the writing so yeah. it's high quality a lot of good stuff so again please you know get onto the thing and comment you know there's obviously give pat feedback yes uh, and and hopefully positive but certainly if it's constructive that's also that's also good absolutely just quickly practically now if you're talking brands just off the top of your head and i guess you've done mm. research just mm. one or two brands who you think deserve a pat at the moment and maybe mm. one or two deserve a slap <laughs> uh, on the slap part people are going to crucify me but um we 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 i mean i think um if you look at the period lockdown i think chicken licking has done really uh, great work in terms of uh, coming out with some interesting campaigns and also I think uh, I always say, in order to stand out, sometimes you have to pull the opposite direction. You know, I mean, if you think about the pieces of co of, of 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 communications that came out at the beginning of uh, lockdown, it was all the same. Mm. Um, it was all sort of sad, somber, mm. um, lights out, <laughs> turning off the stove by Nando CEO. Yeah. You know, uh, so now. It, 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 Chicken Licking took a, a, a sort of an entertaining, a more humorous um, um, way um, of, of communication. I think that that really uh, stood out for me. Um, 
Yeah, I think we've seen also like I mean some big brands making commitments to help financially. You know, uh, yeah. for for a change, we saw brands really putting money where their mouths are in terms of um, committing certain funds. So Old Mutual putting money for our our nurses. You know, um, yeah. we've seen Momentum, we've seen Telcom. So those were really some some great um, initiatives by by the big brands. But then again, I mean, <laughs> the obvious one, more recently, um, that gets a slap is, is the lacks of clicks, you know, um, really sort of putting out content that will actually even uh, showing someone who's not even in the industry when they see the, the, that communication, like, oh, really now? Like, yeah. seriously? You know, so you do, you do get those those obvious ones. You know, I read your, I read your comments around... Mm. Um, I think it was a family member of yours asking you, a friend of yours asking you, was it a, actually a stunt, a prank? Uh, it was so bad. And Gordon, you and I spoke a while ago about the clicks resume, and we're not going to go through that whole example again. Yeah. Where I made the point, I thought it was so bad. It was sabotage. You know, I thought it wasn't an. Uh, it wasn't a, in my view. It wasn't yeah. a mistake. Yeah. It was. It was. <laughs> it was somebody almost purposefully doing something. Absolutely. Bad. And Absolutely. in your example, you were saying it. You know, somebody thought it was actually yeah. a stunt. Uh, you know, a publicity stunt. A friend of mine sent to us. I was like, "Tell me, this is a public a publicity stunt." I was like, "What makes?" You? I even mean, <laughs> like I acted as if I, I don't know what's happening. I asked them back, like, "What makes you think of that?" It's like, no, how can such a big brand put out a piece of communication like this? Yeah. In a yeah, that's no, it was, yeah. That's an unbe- it's one of those unbelievable pieces of work that I, that hopefully yeah. you know we don't see too soon or again. But yeah. uh, sadly, uh, human nature. Yeah, I, I think it's what there's a media lesson in this as well you know then the old days you know if you made a bad 90 second tv commercial which you flouted on prime time you know you could have got some bad press yeah they thought that somehow this we're going to sneak this one past the goalie i think that's the lesson that amplification it doesn't you don't it's not starting with an audience of five million Mm -hmm. it's amplification of the first person who saw that yeah tweeted it and so the whole thing grew i mean i guess if you reverse engineer that you'd find the initial complaint and that's the point so one person yeah. now becomes a point of of objection um but just you know coming back to the the patting on brands i think mm. in the old days you might pat a brand for for creativity or, or just general positioning but i mean yeah. if if we look at the lessons of COVID 19 that that you talked about and that would be and what we've seen from research is brands with purpose are winning brands Absolutely. so i mean more do you find yourself more and more looking at what the brand's actually doing in the marketplace you talked about your triangle of of love <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know if i don't love the people the people ain't gonna love me i can't just go home and tell my wife i love you yes i need to up my game a little bit otherwise she's gonna see through <laughs> that plan you know uh, yeah so i mean are you building that purpose into the into the equation when you assess brands Absolutely, absolutely. Actually, yesterday I saw something um, on on social media. Um, it was a post by uh, someone posted took a, took a picture of a poster at a Roman's Pizza um, outlet, which read something like, um, "If you feel unsafe, you're welcome to come into our store and wait for your Uber or your taxi fare." Mm, mm. It was such a, a, nice. a, a simple um, sort of messaging, but it really hit home. Mm. I even showed it my to my colleagues at the office. They're like, "Wow, you know, this is a brand sort of responding to 
a serious crisis if you think about it. They're not pulling all the stuff to say you're putting in money. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're allocating 100 million rands to help alleviate or uh, with uh, gender-based violence. It's saying we're going to open our doors yeah. for anyone who feels unsafe you know, to come in. I think that, that there's not a better way of sort of uh, showcasing that purpose, you know, in terms of um, um, helping a real situation. You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. But that's, you know, I didn't know that example, but I think that's a, a great, genuine example of, of purpose in action. You know, not yeah. somebody, as you say, and it's also, you know, around the COVID thing, because it's such an international pandemic, you almost wonder where some of the brand's real purpose was. In other words, that they felt they had to do it anyway, because if you didn't do it, you'd be seen to be a really bad brand. Absolutely. But I mean, it wasn't, I'm not saying it wasn't, I'm saying maybe it wasn't a genuine thing, where sometimes, you know, when you put something, it's not understated, but it's not, they don't shout and scream about it, but it yeah. yet serves a real purpose, which gets me into another question. And one of the things that I've, you know, looked through and, and, and also, you know, once, before one makes a comment, uh, you got to look at yourself. Uh, I look at myself and at one stage, you know, I was fortunate to be running fairly substantial budget. Mm. And you got to be careful that sometimes the person with the biggest budget yeah. is not necessarily the smartest or the best. Eh? That's just the person with the biggest budget. And sometimes you got to look at brands that actually punch above their weight. In other words, people who mm. can do a lot more with a lot less because Absolutely. either they're smarter, they've got better partnerships. Etc. So again, Pat, I don't know what your take is on on trying to marry competence and 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 ability with a budget because you know one's got to be careful otherwise you just get into a wastage situation and and, and unfortunately I've seen it through the years where yeah. you know Gordon you made it the point of a ninety second ad um, in those days people would make a bad ninety second ad it doesn't really matter we we'll just make a better ninety second ad and the cost <laughs> yeah, really yeah. relevant because people were printing money in certain sectors. So yeah. I don't know what your take is in terms of marrying talent with uh, with budgets. I mean, it's it's because it, uh, I'm a runner, you know, mm. so uh, I do like marathons and stuff like that, and and I used to organize runs also to get my peers to start, you know, to be uh, start living active lifestyles and running with me. And often people would always, you know, um, at the beginning they'd go buy an expensive running shoe, yeah. go buy expensive pants, go buy like proper gear yeah. you know to say now you're going to be serious about running yeah. you know and that's where the talent versus resources also sort of analogy yeah. comes in to say you do get people that have all the budget in the world to do amazing work but because of the lack of know-how and expertise they're just unable to deliver good work you know and that's also it can be a burden in, in, in the case because also for someone like me uh, actually, I always reflect to say all the businesses that I've started, because even in, 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 in um, when I was still in Varsity, I started a, a couple of businesses. One of them was a media platform called Varsity TV. Mm-hmm. So we put out uh, big plasma screens in the student centers and we sold advertising yeah. to, 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 to brands. And it always that the experience learned from there is that you don't need money sometimes to, yeah. to be able to put out a good quality work or to start to even start a business you know yeah. even Lerato when Lerato started I called my mates we did a big launch that looked big on social media yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and who are, who are in, in the audiovisual sort of setup yeah. I mean the type of businesses to help me you know it's all about um, 
striking that balance and clever marketers or, or businesses should be hiring people that are entrepreneurial. Mm. It's someone who's got a side hustle. Do not be intimidated by someone who's have a, who has a side hustle because that person has the ability to think resourcefully. You know, mm. they are able to mobilize resources and make something out of nothing. Yeah, look, I mean, I think that's a, a topic in and of itself, you know, that you, you encourage entrepreneurial thinking and then you put that in a corporate environment with, with, with you know, firewalls and silos break it down, you know, and you end up with just very unhappy entrepreneurs. So yeah. um, it's the balance between the two. But coming back to, to big budgets, your thesis, um, yes. you know, which you submitted to UJ, was on the use of social media data by South African retailers and how they use it to make marketing decisions. Yeah. I mean, one of the problems, it seems to me, is, you know, that small companies seem to think they don't have access to big data. The word big is <laughs> yes. a hurdle. Yes. And in actual fact, I mean, I'm dealing with a company right now which is blissfully unaware of, of the stream of data they have on their own existing platforms. They, they seem to think it's a big budget thing. But yeah. you you listed in your in your thesis um, a couple of challenges. The first of all was data quality. Yeah. Marketers said they found it increasingly difficult to validate authenticity of the data that yes. they get on social media, uh, whether it's from a genuine place or whether to mislead. So, yeah. talk us through that. You know, I mean, how do you? What what did you find in in, in your thesis? You know, regarding reliable sourcing of of big data. Yeah, I, I think um, <clears throat> first and foremost, uh, when I did the, the study, you know, a lot of companies were still starting, you know, taking initiatives in terms of even using social media to, to start with, you know. And I think obviously what we've seen is that, I mean, is it Sacha Nadella, the CEO of, of uh, Microsoft, saying that we've actually sort of grown way too fast in terms of adopting a technology in the past three months than it ever will before, mm. something along those lines. So... So what what I found out is that these brands were sort of starting out, were really sort of um, using social media, but in a more careful way. It wasn't like their primary sort of um, communications channel, you know. And also for them to source data there, it was like, okay, the validity and, and slash the quality of the data then becomes um, questionable. However, they're also seeing the importance of um, adopting social media and also using that data for... Uh, for decision making actually one of the retailers that i interviewed they were like they were getting so many um inquiries on on social media but when are you gonna open a store in kurman you know mm. and they ended up sending a team to yeah. go do um, an assessment and the viability yeah. of a store in kurman based on the data that they were getting mm. um uh, through social media you know, I think just an interesting thing, and you know, sometimes, Gordon, the more things change, the more they stay the same. What we're talking about is, is listening to your customer. Now, that hasn't changed forever and a day. Today, yeah. the, the, the delivery mechanism is just different. It's called yes. social media. Tomorrow, it could be called something else. Absolutely. And I think you made the point in your thesis that a lot of this, it's still a new science, and, and, and perhaps people haven't minded. it. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's a question of going through that specifically around customer centricity and again that's one of those buzzwords you know that most people yeah. would throw around and 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 you go to any company that say the customer's at the heart of what we do and be customer centric you know yeah. always people say that i mean you expect it but it's a question of using today's conduit which happens to be called social media to listen to your customer i think that's the you know the, the basic marketing lesson there yeah and whether you listen you know to somebody who's actually standing at the checkout till or whether you 
monitoring their activity on a social media platform, listening is listening. And yes. I think that's one of the recommendations that's also came out of your thesis. But I'm also just aware that we need to wrap a little bit on this one. Um, one of your recommendations was that there should be more training in education, which for me is tragically self-evident. The fact that we even have to conclude that or put that down as a learning is, is bizarre. Yes. Um, is there, and you've had an association with AMASA, the Advertising Media Association, you have an association with IAB. Yes. Is there enough being done to, to train people and prepare people for uh, use of big data to make that kind of interface with, uh, with their customers? Actually, to be honest with you, in terms of um, my involvement in those two bodies, particularly when it comes to things like big data, um, we, 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 the two organizations are not really doing much in terms of upskilling that. But also, you do see organizations such as Umuzi, which I think um, they're doing something incredible in terms of training people for skills of today. That, I mean, being one of the being data and analytics. Um, uh, user experience design and all those things they, they come together somehow but the the truth is there are challenges we're still seeing some serious gaps um, in terms of um, organizations really take taking a proactive step in terms of addressing um, that challenge two last questions then i'm going to throw it to to the doctor rap for us What's next for, for Pat, the entrepreneur, and, and what message do you, of encouragement in particular do you have for other young South African entrepreneurs out there who want to break into the advertising and media world? Um, so what's next for me really is uh, for the next, I think, three years or so, it, it, it's all about growing Lerato and also growing patent brands as a media platform and it having its sort of uh, fair share of, of, of voice in the market. But then again, if there's one advice that I can give people that want to enter into into the industry, you know, um, it's really to look beyond the the buzzword and the news and, and the negative news that you you consume. You know, um, I, I say this because I think I think South Africa is 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 a, is a special place, and we are sort of moving in the right direction. Whether with whether it's Zondo Commission or not, we always find a way to move forward and look beyond our, our, our challenges. First step is that if you want to get into the industry, you really have to start at the lowest um, sort of possible entry point, uh, depending on who you're speaking to, do activations, um, engage and build your network. Because ultimately, if I look at all the uh, most of the opportunities that I've had, it was through linking back to what I was doing as a student. You know, as a student, you know, for example, um, when even my, my first employer, I, I, Whenever I need agency advice or agency related um, or business related advice, I still pick up the phone and call him and be like, "How can I address this challenge that I'm facing?" And that's that's someone I met ten years ago as a promoter, no. and today we uh, we having discussions at at, at a different um, level. That's great, Pat, and it's nice, you, you know, just in in wrapping, Gordon. Uh, it's nice that you've taken those lessons from as a, as a you know you're still a young person but I mean certainly the ten years ago your student life into your thesis practicalities and I think I just want to close in in some of the comments you were making mm. to corporate clients out there don't be scared of the side hustle and I think the correct term is an intrapreneur so in other yeah. words a person inside the organisation so I don't know if there are too many of those you know I don't know if I've seen through my business career too many intrapreneurs you know entrepreneurs would never make it in a corporate because it is too stifling yeah, so I think it that's baffles the, you it's, it's, and, and you kill it you, you kill that passion and 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 uh 
and foresight and stuff. So I think one of the one of the challenges for the for the new the world of of the new way of working, and it's not COVID related. I think this is just a, a commonsensical approach. Is is trying to look at more entrepreneurs. And then the last thing is on the talent versus budget. Um, you made the point of gear. There's that saying, you know, all the gear, no idea. And don't be <laughs> don't be that guy who yeah. has all the gear, no idea. You yeah. know, be a person who's got the gear with an idea, uh, and an employee entrepreneur. So Pat. From my side, you said uh, people get hold of you on either Pat on Brands, yes. get hold of you on Lerata, uh, and also you on social platforms. Can they get hold of you on, on one of the social platforms? Yes, uh, it's Pat Mashangu across all major social media platforms. That is LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Great, man. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. Um, we do appreciate your time. And again, please, like we always say, you know, guys, we're putting it out there to you. Uh, the invite is to is to not you can chat to Gordon and I of course you can but I mean chat to our interesting guests Pat is one of them be part of the conversation and until next week we'll catch you then and so that was another episode of the Doc and the Guru please don't uh, forget to get hold of us on Facebook like us follow us uh, subscribe to the podcast and then from my side you can get hold of me on LinkedIn Dr. Doug Matanz I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views Uh, and certainly will respond and hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.